0: Welcome to The Butcheler, a podcast where I, Amelia, and I, Olive, unpack and dissect and investigate the latest episodes of The Bachelor franchise. Today we're talking about the second episode of Matt James's season, in which we started to get to know some of these interesting ladies that are on the show with him.
1: And also didn't get to know a good 10 to 12 of the many women who are still on the show with him.
0: That is true. There may or may not have been a certain person who we got to know very well this week, though. Almost too well. You could say. You could, too say. Well. You could say. Well, shall we begin with
1: our recap? Let's, I was going to say, let's get it on. And then I was like, don't say that. Oh, oh. Mm-hmm. Amelia and I are both dancing, um, but you can't see. because you're, you're
0: learning that this
1: is an audio meeting. Yeah, you're listening to us over an audio platform, so.
0: But we <laughs> Breaking look, news, you can't see visuals. <laughs> I'm a ghost.
1: Oh. You, wait, Amelia, this makes so much sense. So, you know how I have, like, kind of a fascination with ghosts? I mean, we all do. Um, okay. And I'm one of the people who does. Maybe that's why the podcast medium is so appealing to us.
0: It's the ghost of all. It's the most ghost-like of the mediums.
1: It really is.
0: That does make a lot of sense.
1: Yes. All right. So we start off this
0: episode with the very first one-on-one of the season with Bree.
1: Also first near-death experience of the season. Besides the risking COVID
0: that is also the theme is near-death experiences (laughs) also being in a room with victoria is already a near-death experience am i right also we established in the last episode of the butcher that this is a murder mystery
1: right i forgot yes okay so maybe maybe we're the ghost of whoever was murdered at the at the matto as chelsea called it
0: Ooh. maybe we are
1: Coming to you from the future.
0: So, okay. So we're rebranding the podcast right now. That's what you're saying. You're saying like, this is no longer two human beings talking about like a kind of spooky reality television show. Now we are two ghosts reporting to you live via the ghost waves. You think you press play on a podcast, but it's an illusion. The moment your finger hit the phone, ghosts emerged just like genies from a lamp. And we are now haunting you. And you are receiving this podcast through ESP?
1: Yeah, it's like ESPN, but just ESP.
0: (laughs) It's called ESP, right? Yeah,
1: I think. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But I love the idea that ESP is just ESPN for ghosts. It's where they watch like... (laughs) Ghost baseball.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Oh, beautiful. (laughs) So speaking of death, in the beginning of this episode, Bree goes on this date where they, um, Bree and Mac go on this date where they ride dirt bikes until the near death. Yes. And then he is like, I haven't gotten enough. I I haven't had my fill of killing my suitors. So I'm going to, trick them into getting into wedding dresses, which is what ghosts would wear, and then he tells them to fight each other.
1: Sorry, yes. I
0: skipped ahead a lot. It's okay. Day.
1: You didn't skip that much. My yeah. only real note from Bree's date, except that I think I really like her, but I can't tell because like Matt is kind of boring on this date. Yes, um, I agree. <laughs> but the... The only note I have from this is, like, an interview they're doing with her after he's fucking, like, flipped a dirt bike, like, over her body. And it's just, I feel so comfortable, says Bree, shivering in a sleeveless turtleneck, possibly concussed, covered in drying mud. Oh, my God. She's like, I feel so comfortable around him. And she, like, has literally just survived a pretty serious automobile accident.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think that her standards of comfort might be too low. Bree, if you're listening to this, you can do better than covered in mud, shivering, injured, and cold.
1: And like, I support being covered in mud.
0: Good point. You can do better than being cold.
1: Yes. And can yeah. cost. You can be covered in mud and warm.
0: Never settle for a cold relationship.
1: <laughs> Unless...
0: It's cold because it's a ghost.
1: In which case, that's the whole point. Exactly. Who needs an AC unit? Just have ghosts. Just date a ghost.
0: Um, I wrote down two notes about their date. I wrote down something about counting his abs. Oh, how she was, like, trying to count his abs. And I was <laughs> like, why do you need... I. I guess it was just, like, this fascinating straight culture thing to me because it was just, like, does that number mean something or matter?
1: Yes, the number of orgasms you have with a person in straight sex is directly proportional to the number of abs that I, that you have.
0: Wait, so does that mean that straight people who only have one big ab only ever get to have one orgasm?
1: Yeah, but it's a big orgasm. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh. <laughs> That disappoints me. Um, Much like the next note that I wrote down, which is that they just had these, like, really over-the-top fireworks that I felt like were on another level. Like, at the end of the date, there just wasn't that much chemistry. Like, it was a fine date. They didn't seem really in this fireworks place. And then, boom, there's all these fireworks. And it was clearly just there to taunt the other girls. And I was just like come on. And then of course it was like too early in the season for anyone to be taunted appropriately. So you have like Victoria who like lashes out at everybody because of them. And then you also had a few other girls who were like, Oh, that sucks. But like, they don't have, they don't know him well enough to feel like possessive of him or anything like that. So it was weird watching them be taunted and Victoria and Marilyn had a fight.
1: No, they were purely manipulative fireworks. Um, my next note just says swan butts. Hmm. Because there was, this was when my internet was not being great. I fixed it. I switched to the 5G. We're okay now. But, right. like, there was, like, some wildlife shots, but it just glitched out on some swan butts for me.
0: I'm really glad to hear that. I am too. We should start a spinoff show called The Swan Chiller. <laughs> We really shouldn't. <laughs> you're right. I needed to draw the line somewhere. Or the <laughs> swan butt chiller. Nope, actually, the actual line's <laughs> already been drawn and you're still going past it. Yeah,
1: I like how I was like, no, you went too far, and then <laughs> I went even further.
0: But I will say that one note I'd like for us to take away from this is that we might consider renaming this show The Butchiller with Two T's.
1: Hmm. That was that's what we should have called the last episode when Matt was just watching everyone walk up the stairs.
0: Oh, <laughs> there it is. Shoulda got a wedding, you know? Then there's the group date where they have their contracted wedding dress photo guy, Franco. Franco. I don't know what to make of this Franco guy or the show's decision to contract A wedding dress guy.
1: He's not the wedding dress guy. He's a photographer. They're they're not his dresses.
0: A wedding dress photograph guy.
1: Yes. He's just... I'm fascinated that... I feel like he's a pretty visibly queer person. Like, not to... Not to stereotype anyone. I, I think it's okay. Yeah. I'm just, like, fascinated that he's, like, the only... Visible queer person the show has like ever like intentionally included.
0: I mean, in anyway, you're erasing Demi. But aside, well, from-
1: I don't think the show cast oh, Demi. no intention. Yeah, yeah, I think the show cast Demi, and then Demi was like also... probably was like also a queer. Mm. Whereas yeah. I doubt that the show cast Franco, and then Franco was like, yeah, I'm also. Like-
0: I'm confident that there are and have been other queers, but you're right. There's, like, this, like, outwardness that we haven't seen before. Yeah. I wonder to what extent that's, like, a response to the wave that Demi started.
1: Well, he was on Nick all season two. Franco? Yeah. Whoa.
0: So he's pre-Demi. Whoa. Okay. Okay. Look at you, knowing all your Bachelor history.
1: I'm unemployed. Everybody hire Olive. <laughs> this is my job now.
0: Everybody Venmo us so that Olive can have a employment. Yeah, hit me up on Venmo. Yes, Venmo. Sorry, not Venmo. Um, I would never be sexist like that. <laughs> okay, so the one thing during the photograph thing that I thought was silly is Victoria... Like she has to be dramatic. So she pulls out a garter belt and everybody's like, whoa, that was too raunchy or too suggestive. We're taking it too far or something like that. And I'm just like, first off, were they all offered garter belts? Did a producer slip just Victoria a garter belt? Did Victoria bring her own garter belt?
1: BYOGB.
0: I like to live a BYOGB lifestyle.
1: Those are all excellent questions. Thank you. I also, I did, I'm, I'm walking back my Victoria support, but I did like that she was wearing sneakers with her running dress.
0: Oh, absolutely. absolutely.
1: I think second, give credit where credit is due. It was a good look.
0: For a second, I almost came around to her after that. Um, and then she also says this really great line. Oh, I'm skipping ahead. So then he's like, now that you've all taken a photograph of me.
1: But they haven't. They haven't? No. Chris Harrison comes in like midway through and half these women haven't gotten their photo yet. And he's like on to stage two.
0: Right. So then stage two is let's make them fight to the death.
1: Which honestly looked fun.
0: (laughs) Honestly, I was here for it. Um, There was a really great moment where Victoria says, I think my team is a bunch of queens and the other team is a bunch of gestures, <laughs> <laughs> which is only funny because she keeps talking about how she's a queen. And it's just, you'd think that somebody who is obsessed with being a queen would know the word jester. Um, Also it's funny because the night before she had been like, I hate everybody so much. And then, and then she
1: was like, everyone on my team is a queen. Yeah. At that moment, I was also like almost rooting for her. And then she just kind of like descended into chaos. My only real note for this scene, aside from the fact that there were like no rules and it was <laughs> like senseless capture the flag. I I just like thought it was funny how Chris Harrison was like, oh yeah, like, you know, like in marriage, you have to like fight for your love and like fight for like your partner and blah blah blah. So we're gonna fight for these giant plushy hearts. I just feel like so like I'm like very likely never gonna get married in my life. Like I'm definitely like on the spinstery side of things. I'm not saying I won't like find love and a, and like a long term partner and all that. I just feel like marriage freaks me out and. I feel like if the real challenges of marriages were actually, like, running through, like, beautiful rural Pennsylvania, like, with lots of hot women in wedding gowns throwing cake at each other, I would get married, like, eight times.
0: I couldn't agree more.
1: Like, if that was... If those were the actual challenges of marriage, like, I sign think, me up.
0: I think I now know what I want to do, Olive. Like I if, don't want to ever... Date. i just want to take a bunch of people and have them fight in a big pit of mud to be my wife
1: you want to be the butchler
0: but it, i would just call it right then i'd be like whoever wins is
1: yeah one. you know what it was about this scene mm-hmm. i got like goddess of the hunt vibes like it felt like artemis and her like huntresses like running through the woods in their white dresses you know
0: I don't get this reference, but I
1: support it. Okay. Like like Artemis' um Latin name is, but like the goddess of the hunt. Um sure. yeah. who would like lead maidens through the yeah. woods to yeah. kill deer. That was the vibe that I got.
0: I love it. I completely agree. Up Diana,
1: next- Diana's the name. Sorry.
0: <laughs> oh, Diana. <laughs> um Okay, up next is Sarah's date. They go on a biplane and play pirate music. Do yeah, <laughs> do they do it he shares a little (laughs) bit kind of like (laughs) your toe (laughs) in the water (laughs) and then eventually it comes out that her dad has ALS that's like the big thing yeah it was a date it happened nothing it wasn't that interesting
1: yeah Matt thinks Christians are oppressed oh that's true (laughs) do you want to explain that further (laughs) 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 just like he had some talk where he was like i just want to get this out in the open like early in the relationship because i know that it can be like a big deal breaker for people but i'm a christian and then that's like kind of it like and then he talks more about how like his faith is important to him and like it gets him through things but he never really gets specific about like what his christianity looks like or like anything like that or like how often he goes to church or like any lifestyle restrictions which made me think like why would that in the united states of america on cable tv be a deal breaker
0: like yeah, it, it really wouldn't it really wouldn't all
1: like i can see if he was like i'm mormon and i like don't drink and blah 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 maybe. or
0: maybe that's it Maybe when he says Christian, he means a specific type of Christianity that he hasn't mentioned to us yet.
1: And I would be so, I want to know.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. but he's definitely Mormon. Yes. You heard it here. Or maybe it has something to do with aliens. Um, he, he's a Scientologist. He's totally a Scientologist.
1: He's a Scientologist. Totally a
0: Scientologist. Okay. okay, cool. Well, I'm glad we've solved this. Yes. The only note that I have from the cocktail party is he gives Marilyn an orchid, and Victoria takes it away. <laughs> um, we kind of leave on this kind of cliffhanger-ish of of the tension between uh, Marilyn and Victoria, and his lack of solving it.
1: And the tension between Sarah Trot and her swoon. Right. She passes. Sarah Trot, the one he had the date with, passes out at the end of the episode.
0: Oh yes, that's the real. Cliffhanger. That's the
1: cliffhanger. Yeah, yeah. that's true.
0: There's. Um, yeah, and we're in the middle of a rose ceremony. Yeah, oh, wait, I forgot about that.
1: Yeah, and like at the beginning, they show us her passing out.
0: Yes, it's true. They live. They love to do that. Um. Yeah, we just see Sarah pass out, and we're in the middle of a rose ceremony, so we, we don't even know what happens during the rose ceremony because it's incomplete.
1: Because someone didn't hydrate. Yeah. So
0: if you're listening to this podcast, let this be a reminder. Drink a bunch of water right now.
1: Actually, I'm going to... Yep. I take a sip. I take a sip. A sip <laughs> Your glass cool, is empty. Clear
0: water. So now that we have hydrated, let's uh, give us... Uh, <laughs> so now that we've hydrated, let's get a rosebud and thorn in order. Okay,
1: I'm. Do you want to con- do, do it both at once or no? I that's guess I good. would. Okay. That's it, that's it. Okay. Rose. Mm-hmm. One. One. Two. two
0: three. Franco. Franco. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Except in my notes, I wrote down the wedding dress guy, which is inaccurate, but I meant Franco. Um, Okay, no further discussion necessary. Bud, one, two, three,
1: Chelsea. She is the model with the shaved head who coined the... Cause in general, I like her. And also she made a pun this episode. She called it the Chateau, the Matto. So I was like, you're on my level.
0: <laughs> yeah. She's also just completely next level stunning. Like from the, that first dress she came in on, she just, she walks around with this absolutely like jaw dropping energy.
1: Yeah. After. She's a run my model.
0: Yeah, she's a runway model, and we've had other models on the show, but she's just, like, always a model. You know yeah. what
1: I mean? <laughs> without <laughs> trying. Like, she's yeah. not, like, posing. She's just, like, one of those people. Yes. Wait, did you say Mari or Mari Lynn? I said Mari. MVB.
0: Yes, because of her her MVB title. I want to see some fighting. Thorn. Yeah. All right. One One Two, two three,
1: three Marilyn Victoria. and Victoria Yeah <laughs> Why yeah,
0: Marilyn? So, Victoria I mean she's an An enemy She's Yeah she's an enemy of the people <laughs> Literally I mean she Was posing with the Trump flag On the day of the insurrection I'm not one to spread conspiracy theories But Led the insurrection <laughs> <laughs> Is QAnon?
1: Yo! Q! Q for Queen! (gasps) I think we've solved some things. We've solved so many things. The question is,
0: why? Like, why is this the show that QAnon has decided to reveal herself on?
1: Are you kidding? Trump is our first reality reality TV president.
0: So you're saying that this was just, like, the most available reality television show for Q to go on to try to like kind of follow Trump's footsteps.
1: I mean, what other, what other reality show would you go on? If you were QAnon?
0: I think I would go on the Masked Singer, but, oh, it's hard to get. How do you get on it? Yeah. You have to be a celebrity. Never mind. Yeah. I think it's this. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. All right. We've cracked it. I will take no further questions at this time.
1: Can I defend myself on my defense of Victoria last week?
0: Yes, but I would like to also say I am enjoying Victoria.
1: See, that's the thing. And that's why I was into her last week, because I love a good villain. Like Corinne from Nick's season. Like, I, that was like what made me start watching the show, was watching Corinne, like, grab her tits and go, do you call this immature? (laughs) (laughs) oh my god like that fucking made my week when i saw that like i love a good villain and i think the problem with victoria is that she just like did a whole season of villainry in one episode
0: yeah yes there's that i think she's just like a little she feels like inconsistent like i feel like i want a villain who like has a mission or has something that they're angry about like Even last season, it was like Noah and Bennett were like at each other. But I felt like for reasons with Victoria, she just keeps targeting everyone. And like, thankfully, that kind of ended by the end of the episode because people kept calling her out on it. But Victoria just like seems to be this kind of hard to follow villain who's just doing all the villainy things as soon as she can. It almost feels like an unbelievable kind of villain. But then at the same time... I also there's this part of me that's like ever since this whole Trump thing came out I'm like I'm fascinated like I want to know is she actually like is she calculating in some way like is she
1: is she just drunk the whole time
0: yeah I don't know so I'm intrigued by her but I also want to hurt her so you know what are you gonna do
1: I think it's like even in, like, fiction, like, the best villains are the villains that have, like, a shred of humanity or the villains you can, like, in some way relate to or sympathize with. Mm-hmm. And that's what she's missing, is that she's just coming on so strong and so hard. And I'm like, bitch, I don't even know what you're mad about.
0: Yeah. Yes, exactly. Exactly.
1: Um, like that's and I
0: also, I split my thorn between Marilyn and Victoria right. because I feel like Marilyn almost is too victim-y on the opposite end. Like, she always seems like she's about to cry. She was, like, so upset about Matt not taking her on a date, and I'm just like, she's just too perfect of the fall person for Victoria's evil. Neither of them are relatable.
1: Yeah, she's just, like, kind of looks at Matt with sad eyes and is like, is you like me? And I kind of
0: I guess I just have a pet peeve, but I hate it when people do puppy dog eyes and then get (laughs)
1: things. This message is brought to you by a Sagittarius Capricorn cusp.
0: Uh I was thinking like that's such a, like, teacher thing to say.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Both are valid. Oh, my gosh.
0: Yeah. You were about to say something else before.
1: Oh, just that I thought that was what made Crystal a good villain on Ari's season. Was that even though she was always always annoying and she was always being kind of a bitch, the things that she got mad about, I was like, okay, I can conceivably see someone being mad about this.
0: Yeah, absolutely. She would take things too far. But honestly, you kind of want someone on shows like this to take things too far. Like, it spices things up. Victoria, she's making stuff out of nowhere.
1: Yes, unless... She's beset by ghosts that only she can see and hear.
0: You know what? We got to give her the benefit of the doubt. Yes. I wish we were the ghosts in Victoria's ear. No, I don't. (laughs) No, I don't. (laughs) So with that, um, while we're, you know, having conspiracy theories, and this genuinely was on my notes for this episode, I want to say I didn't come up with this during this conversation. The game that, or the first game that I have set for us to play today, I call it Girl Most Likely To. I have a list of prompts and I want to name the girl who is most likely to blank.
1: I'm going to pull up a cast list.
0: Girl Most Likely To Be A Spy.
1: Kaylee. There's a Kaylee? The one who showed, Kylie? Maybe it's Kylie. The one who showed up in her underwear.
0: Oh, yep. Mm -hmm. Yep. I agree. Girl, most likely to.
1: Are you going to give yours, or am I just? Are you just applying the question? That's a great point. I just kind of agreed with you. <laughs> like that's fine.
0: <laughs> Girl, most likely to um, be a
1: ghost. Ooh. Kit. I was thinking about Kit, but I want to say Maggie. Hmm. Just like this picture of her with like the the crucifix choker and the like red velvet like corsettish thing. That's
0: true. Listeners, um, if you go to the abc.com website, shh, Maggie does kind of look like a girl. Girl most likely to be the killer in our murder mystery.
1: Mm, you know what? Marilyn.
0: Oh, I was gonna say Serena, but I don't have a reason.
1: Which Serena? P. Okay. Yeah, they're both like... I feel like Marilyn, like, the she's kind of playing the victim game, which could be actually the I murdered someone game.
0: Yeah. Uh, wow. The next one is girl most likely to be the victim. Marilyn. <laughs> Victoria.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yep. Honestly. No, wait. I take it back. The girl most likely to murder someone is Rachel, the one who cried at Matt's prayer. Hmm. She gives me murder vibes. Okay. Yeah. Or Ileana. Maybe she puts people in her meatballs.
0: You know what? I'm with you on that. Ileana. Yeah. Ileana. Um, all right. So it was Ileana in the kitchen with the cleaver and she killed... Who did we just Victoria. Victoria. Right. Okay.
1: Yeah. She and um, Colonel Sanders got together and they made a nice... Fried Chicken and Meatball Recipe with Victoria and um, the Mom and What's-His-Face from a Recipe yeah. for Seduction.
0: Yeah. Billy? Billy. Yeah. Billy. Um, all right. Girl Most Likely to Be an Undercover Cop Doing a 21 Jump Street on Us.
1: i say either MJ or Sarah. Does it have to be a girl or can it be Chris Harrison? <laughs> Chris Harrison is a cop. Girl most likely to be a cyborg. Anna. Okay. She's the one who's like, I am positive. Don't blame me for being positive. You know what? Oh, man. We didn't even get into my whole Victoria's an armadillo theory. I really don't know what that means. My theory that Victoria is an armadillo. All right. So we're going to wrap up this game by
0: wanting um, <sighs> on to one last prompt. Okay. Yeah. Girl most likely to be an armadillo. victoria all right please explain that one to us (laughs) ellis
1: there's not much to explain she just at one point in the episode she just like looked at matt and was like this may be hard for you to believe but i'm also human and i was like if i were an armadillo wearing a human skin suit that's what i would say to make people think that i was in fact human
0: absolutely fair I don't know how you came to the conclusion of
1: Amadillo specifically. I don't know either.
0: But I guess I would do. Shall we play your game?
1: Yeah. Okay. So, um, okay. My game is called Cliff Notes. Nice. And so at the end of this episode, they end with a cliffhanger that isn't a cliffhanger. They Mm -hmm. end with um, Sarah, who already has a rose, like sort of like stumbling And walking off the like rose ceremony bleachers and like, it looks like she's having trouble standing up and she's like, I'm seeing stars and Matt looks concerned and all the girls are like, and they're, and then ABC like plays some dramatic music and they're like to be continued next week. And you know that next week, like they're going to give her like a bottle of water and like a banana. And then Matt's going to hug her. And she's going to be like, yeah, I had 10 glasses of champagne and it's 3am and I haven't slept in a week. Um, (laughs) so I started to black out and then they're going to move on with the ceremony. So
0: sounds about right.
1: The game is to narrate something you did today or this week that is pretty predictable and pretty logical, but narrate it as though it's a huge cliffhanger or today. Should I narrow it down? Let's do today.
0: You know what? Yeah. Let's focus on today. Okay. 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 So I'm, taking any mundane activity, but I'm going to just end it on a cliffhanger. Is that the idea? Yeah. All right. Okay. Oh, this is hard. I don't know. I don't know. Do you want me to go first? I do want you to go first.
1: Okay. Uh... (laughs) I'm leaving that in. (laughs) I went to the grocery store today. And I, you know, I like, I made a list I put Goya hot sauce on the list. I put balsamic vinegar on the list. I put eggs on the list. I put beer on the list. What? I put tortillas on the list. Olive, no. I know, crazy, right? And (laughs) I took two shopping bags. Two? Two whole shopping bags. And I, I just walked out my door, and I walked up next two blocks, two and I crossed the street and I walked up the stairs and I just walked right into the Acme. And I like I don't even know how to explain this, but I bought frozen blueberries. What? <laughs>
0: I am gobsmacked in Amelia, what's going to happen next? What's going to happen next? You will
1: never guess what happens next.
0: What happens next?
1: I'm not telling you it's a cliffhanger.
0: What will they do with the blueberries? Where will we go next? Will they stay frozen? Will they thaw? Those are the two options. Will Olive leave them somewhere accidentally? Will Olive make a smoothie? Oh my gosh. Tune in next Monday night. Oh my gosh. Or next, uh, like Friday, probably for the Bachelor, Butchler?
1: Of oh, the Butchler, yeah. Uh,
0: we're, uh, we're
1: fashionably late.
0: Yeah, exactly. All right, all right. I can do it. The story begins actually last night. Okay. I was in the kitchen. And, Oh man. And I took a big glass bowl, and I just put it on top of my digital scale. I know what you're thinking. You're like, what's happening? What are you doing? Why what are we doing? doing that? Who am I, like, am I? Oh my gosh! Is is it like illicit? Like, am I mixing some sort of alchemy? Is it a potion? I know, I know, I know. Okay. Does this have to
1: do with the whole lesson you taught about cocaine?
0: I put 450 grams of flour in that bowl. And then I added... That's so many
1: grams.
0: Uh Uh-huh. I added some live and active yeast that had been sitting in warm water. They were bubbling. Let me tell you. I added oregano I added salt I added olive oil me? oil <laughs> and then you know what I did next?
1: what did you do next Amelia? I way?
0: needed it until my hands were gross and then I needed it even more I had to add a little bit of extra flour it was unbelievable I... and I split it into two bags olive
1: are your hands okay?
0: Yeah, they're fine. They're fine now because I've healed.
1: Okay, are you sure? Show me your hands. Okay, ten fingers. We're good.
0: Tell the listeners. Are my hands okay?
1: They, they look okay, but, I mean, I don't know.
0: There's just no way to know. There's no way. Um, to yeah, yeah. So I needed all of this this mixture. I split it right down the middle, Olive. Right down the middle of And then you know what I did with it? I put both of the halves. I put each of them in a Ziploc bag. And I put them in the fridge. Now here's the real drama. Did they rise? Did they fall? Well, let me tell you. I came home from work today. I opened the refrigerator. I looked at those bags. You want to know what I saw? Damn. Well, actually, this kind of perfectly segues into my third and final game for us to play. Or we could just leave it on this cliffhanger. What's the, cliffh- the cliffhanger? The
1: cliffhanger being we don't know what the game is. Wait, what? <laughs> the cliffhanger is being there's a third game and we don't know what it is. <laughs> I was
0: gonna- I was going to do so much editing, Olive.
1: <laughs> I'm good with whatever.
0: So, Olive, we're never going to know what happened with those blueberries.
1: Never going to know. I'm
0: never fucking telling you. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Next week, we'll... Fu- <laughs> so, Olive, when are you going to tell us what happened with the Blueberries.
1: Um, You'll have to tune in next week for an update, but I can't make any promises.
0: Wow. Um, What a juicy cliffhanger that was. Literally. And with that, we will see you all next week on next week's episode of The Butcheler. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you to everybody who supports us. And if you need to reach us. You can email butchelorpod at gmail.com or see the show notes for more details.
1: If any ghosts are listening to this, please haunt us gently. Bye. Bye.